Hello and welcome to the Autumn Action News Podcast. My name is Jessica Joaquin and I am a reporter for the Autumn Action News. I am joined by my co-host today, Marissa Johnson, who is also a reporter. How are you doing, Marissa? I'm doing good, Jess. Good to hear, good to hear. Now, today we're going to recap our latest issue, just a couple of stories. Now, if you want to read the whole entire paper from cover to cover, you can visit autumnnews.org. That is O-O-D-H-A-M-N-E-W-S dot O-R-G. So let's begin with an update from SRPMIC, President Martin Harvier, who released the video on SRPMIC's Facebook page on June 26th. Here is President Martin Harvier. Today, I come to you for my weekly update from the council chambers. I miss not being able to physically meet with our members of our council or our public. But I want you to know that business continues. Before I go into my weekly update on the reports of cases here in the community, I wanted to offer condolences. Uh, We've lost another member of our community, and I just wanted to offer my condolences to the family. Uh, We offer our prayers and condolences at this time. I wanted to report that our health officials have uh, informed us as of uh, this morning The clinic has conducted 1,810 total tests for the COVID-19 in the community. Of those tests, 57 of those tests have come back positive of enrolled members that reside here in the community. The good news is 23 of those individuals have recovered. I also wanted to report that there's 12 non-members that reside in the community that have tested positive and nine of those have recovered. Again, that's some good news. There are recoveries, but again, there are those that are still uh, carrying the illness. We want to remember them in our prayers, especially two individuals that have been reported that are currently hospitalized. So let's not forget about these individuals uh, and what they're dealing with, with their families, uh, with their health. Again, let's give them the strength of prayer and let's pray for them and their families during this time. Last week, uh, reported that uh, mandatory face masks were going to be required in the community. Um, So that is now part of the emergency declaration that has been put in place, is that of wearing the mandatory face mask while you're in the community. So again, what we're implementing here has been implementing in the surrounding cities. So just be aware, uh, again, as you, you leave here, as you're here, it's mandatory that you wear the face mask. And as always, follow the other precautions as far as staying six feet away, uh, not touching your face or your mouth area, washing your hands for at least uh, uh, 20 seconds. You know, again, let's not let our guard down as we go forward. Some of the reports that we're hearing from the outside agencies is that in the next two weeks, it's gonna be very critical because the report says that the number of cases are gonna continue to rise. So let's just be mindful uh, wherever we're at. Let's take care of ourselves, take care of our family, and we'll be taking care of our community. So I just wanted to make you aware again of the face mask uh, mandatory here in the community. Also wanted to kind of uh, change the pace. Uh, This past Tuesday, there was a nomination meeting that was held here in the community. Uh, I want to congratulate those that were nominated. Uh, There are three seats open on the tribal council during this election. And on the District 1, Salt Riverside, there are two seats that are open. And from my understanding, there was four nominations that were made for those two seats. 
in the Lehigh District, District 2, there is one seat that's open, and there was two nominations to fill that one seat. Because of the nominations uh, that were made on Tuesday, I wanted to inform the uh, members of the community because of the amount of nominations, uh, there will only be a general election this year. And so that general election will be on the first Tuesday of September of this year. So there'll be more information that will be sent out on the election. I just wanted to make you aware and also congratulate the nominations uh, that were nominated for these uh, positions on council. Again, kind of change the pace um, during this time of the year. Next weekend is the 4th of July weekend. Um, the festivities for the community as far as 4th of July has been canceled. Uh, again, just because of the situation that we're in with this COVID-19, it was decided not to put on the 4th of July celebration. Uh, again, just to uh, prohibit people from gathering, again, just to try to do our part in reducing the spread of this virus. And with the celebration being canceled, it's important uh, to notify members of the community about conducting fireworks at your own home. Last Friday, there was a major fire that happened here in the community. And from our understanding from the fire officials, it was started by a fireworks. So you can tell those fireworks cause explosions can cause fires. Because of the amount of rain that we had this past winter, there's a lot of brush that's in the community. A lot of the brush that are still surrounding some of our homes. We were very fortunate that we didn't lose any structures in this fire that happened last Friday. But it just goes to show we cannot be uh, conducting our own fireworks displays at our home this year, again, because of the fire. And speaking of the fire, I personally want to thank the city of Phoenix and the city of Scottsdale. And that intergovernmental agreement that we have with those cities, they came out and they helped with our department in putting out that fire. In closing today, um, I think it's important and, and the council felt that it was important. We're coming to the close of the second quarter uh, of what is considered the second quarter for per capita payout. As you know, as members, uh, our enterprise, the casino, which generates the income that provides for per cap, uh, has been shut down for quite a bit of uh, the last month, almost two months. And the per cap is generated from what is generated at the casino. And after the casino pays all of their bills, the rest of that funding is sent back here to the community to be divided up in what they call the revenue allocation plan. And through that revenue allocation plan, that 35% is now uh, given to our membership. So with the casino being shut down uh, for the period of time that it was, the amount that has been generated is not as much as it would have if it was operating, meaning the per cap payout is gonna be less this quarter. And we felt that it was important for you to understand that, that because of the operations being down, it didn't generate the income that we usually get through full operations. And even mind you, after we did start back up, we're not running at full capacity. And so again, the generation of income is not what we usually expect from our enterprise. And I wanna thank our enterprise for uh, all that they do for our community. They, 
They do a lot. So in saying that, I want the community members to be aware that the council along with the administrative staff is working on a relief fund. There's gonna be more information that's gonna be sent out on this relief fund. And it's gonna take participation from you as enrolled members of the community, 18 and up, to participate in this relief fund. I wanted to mention this, there's gonna be more information forthcoming. So just be aware that there is in the process of working out a relief fund in addition to the per cap for the second quarter. So I just wanted to make you aware of that. Um, again, during this time, in closing with the reports of a spike even greater than what it is, let's not forget, let's shield up when we leave our community, when we leave our homes, let's take care of ourselves, take care of our family, take care of our community. God bless you. Thank you. Also, I want to jump in here really quick and give you the most recent numbers from the COVID-19 testing that were released today, July 1st. This is information that you can find at the SRPMIC website or on facebook.com slash SRPMIC. The information comes out Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And the latest numbers for total testing for enrolled community members living within the community boundary are 1,091. 70 of those have come back positive. 1,021 have come back negative. Currently, there are two people hospitalized and 28 people have recovered. There have also been two deaths within the community. SRPMIC enrolled community members who do not reside within the community boundary. 344 tests have been completed. 29 have come back positive and 315 have come back negative. Currently, there is one hospitalized and 17 have recovered. Again, if you want to get the full details of the information that gets released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, please visit the SRPMIC Facebook page. Also, if you have symptoms or you want to get tested, you can call the COVID-19 hotline at 480-362-2603. Also, don't forget about the text message alert program. This is an essential communications tool to ensure that our members are connected to relevant information. And you can sign up by texting SRPMIC to 474747, or you can email communityrelations at srpmic-nsn.gov, or you can call Community Relations at 480-362-7740. In addition to President Javier's update, we would also like to inform you that Arizona Governor Doug Ducey signed an executive order to prohibit large gatherings and a delay of school start. The order pauses some business operations, ceases the issuance of new special event licenses, and a halt in operations of bars, gyms, movie theaters, water parks, and tubing rentals. Now that goes into effect Monday, June 29th, and will run through July 27, 2020. Also effective June 29th, even if appropriate physical distancing is possible, organized events of more than 50 people are prohibited. The order allows local governing jurisdictions to approve events on the condition of meeting certain safety precautions. In addition, the governor signed an executive order protecting public health for students and teachers, delaying the first day of school for in-person learning until August 17, 2020. Schools will be able to conduct distance learning 
if they choose to before then. For more information, visit azgovernor.gov. Moving on to our next story. This one was by Tasha Silverhorn, and it is How to Beat the Heat in the Desert. It's getting hot out there, Marissa. It seriously is. Although many Arizonans continue to stay indoors to protect themselves from the coronavirus, some have to be out working in the Arizona summer heat or choose to venture out in the desert to go hiking and get some fresh air. During the summer, it's important to stay hydrated, even if you're not outside. Dehydration can seriously impact your body and how it normally functions. Dehydration occurs when you lose more fluid than you put into your body. In 2019, more than 1,400 Arizona residents were admitted to the hospital due to heat-related illnesses, according to the Arizona Department of Health Services. The six common signs of dehydration are extreme thirst, fatigue, dizziness, less frequent urination, dark-colored urine, and confusion. To avoid these symptoms, drink plenty of water. Drink before you get thirsty. Eat plenty of fruits and vegetables. Bring water outside with you at all times. And monitor your water intake. Start your day off with 16 ounces of water and continue to drink water throughout the day before you feel thirsty and become dehydrated. Try to avoid sugary drinks, coffee, and alcohol. Eat fruits and vegetables that contain water, fiber, and potassium. Good choices include celery, strawberries, zucchini, oranges, watermelon, cantaloupe, pineapple, lettuce, tomato, and cucumber. All of my favorites. Make hydration a habit. Bring water with you everywhere to replenish the sweat that evaporates from your skin while you are doing activities or running errands. Also drink water after you use the restroom to stay hydrated. Monitoring your water intake will help you keep track of how much you are drinking or not drinking. Write down the times when you need to drink right on your water bottle. Other ways to beat the heat and stay safe when outdoors in the valley? Protect your skin by wearing sunscreen and long sleeves. Wear sunglasses and take frequent breaks someplace out of the sun. Yes, we cannot stress this enough, guys. You need to make sure that you are taking in as much water as you can to stay hydrated. The sun is just crazy. The the weather is getting so hot. And are you? How do you go about making sure you drink enough water throughout the day, Marissa? I have a water bottle that I particularly like because of the nozzle, so it makes it fun to drink water. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, does sparkling water count too? Because I drink a lot of sparkling water. I would <laughs> think so. <laughs> it's water. I mean, I would think so. But I mean, for me personally, when I'm like super thirsty, if there's sparkling water or water, regular water on hand, I go straight for the regular water. I can't chug sparkling water. It's good. I mean, it's, a, it's flavored at least. Oh. I have a question. So when it comes to water, can you taste the difference in different types of water brands? Um, yeah, you know, yesterday I was just listening to a podcast and they were trashing Dasani water. And I was like, that's that's my favorite water. I know. I like Dasani. I don't like Arrowhead. That's the one. That's I, I mean, either. It's, it tastes like it's from the tap and nobody <laughs> agrees. With, nobody agrees with me. So, yeah. OK, we're on the same page when it comes to that. So that's good. <laughs> All right, Marissa, let's move on to our next story. What do you got for us? All righty. So June 14th was Community Day, a day when we come together to celebrate the founding of the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community. Given the circumstances of COVID-19 this year, 
the traditional gathering of community members was canceled to ensure everyone's safety. In its place, the Community Relations Department decided to put together a unique project that highlights the SRP MIC and its members. Salt River Music, Dance, and Art is a series of six videos showcasing SRP MIC members who share their talents through art, food, and music. According to Community Relations Events Manager, Yvonne Schaff, the videos tell people's stories that are based and rooted in our autumn Pipash traditions, as well as family traditions. We may know these individuals through work, school, or just everyday living, but we've never really had the chance to sit down and listen to their journeys. To view these videos, you can visit srpmic.tv. If you're following the uh, SRPMIC Facebook page, you may have seen these. They are 90-second little teaser videos that were posted to the SRPMIC Facebook page, but they are not the entire full video. If you want to see the videos in their entirety, you would have to visit srpmic.tv. Thank you so much for listening. And just a reminder to go to autumnnews.org if you want to read the newspaper cover to cover. What else you got, Marissa? Is that it? That's it. Check out those videos online. They're beautiful. Yeah, check them out. I didn't even know that there were longer videos. I thought they were only 90-second videos, and I was I was extremely confused. So be sure, yes, let's all go over and check out srpmic.tv and, and check out those videos, all right? So, okay, Marissa, will you stay safe out there? You stay cool. It's really, really hot. Uh, make sure you wear your mask. Make sure you wash your hands. What else? What else should we be doing? Stay hydrated. Wash your hands 20 seconds and stay six feet away. And stay six feet away. There you go. All right. Thanks again, guys. We'll catch you in the next episode. See ya. Bye-bye.